Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. Currently three days a week, but... You know, Regular at, season, you know it's five days a week, 7 a.m., you know Monday through Friday. exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And anyways, uh, today, kicking things off, we're going to talk to Freshies. Every single Monday, we talk about the new guys to the squad. And, you know, we actually have some <laughs> Only stuff. Only a couple this season. I know, we actually have some <laughs> stuff to talk about uh, with a couple of recent additions. So we're going to talk about sort of the, the change of scenery and what it could do for both Bledsoe as well as Winslow. Mm-hmm. Uh, how it could affect those guys, how they could be, you know, sort of uh, utilized in a more efficient way within this Than previously, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And then continuing this lineup theme, we're talking about some starting lineup speculations. Nothing is concrete yet. We still actually don't know who our starting center is, so that's going to be a part of the conversation. Some optimism maybe for Zoo, which we're going to get into just based on past uh, injuries of the same type. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then also uh, some other guys have been seen working out together, so we'll talk about that as well. Uh, and then in shavings, ba 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 we got another third center watch update kind for of, you. Yeah, kind technically. of. Technically. It's a lot of the same, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we'll change it when something happens. Absolutely. Uh, also, big shout out to the homie Zoo. Got oh, married. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to Zoo. Way, way to go, buddy. Good way to go. Yeah. Uh, and we have an early or late love, Mary quarantine, you depending know. on how you view your week. Uh, we got into some other stuff on Friday, ran out of time, so... Things happen. We're doing it now. <laughs> Anyways, all that and more coming up right about now, but first, I gotta let you know, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. The best thing about Rock Auto is they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, so visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome to the Freshies. Uh, Change of scenery edition, which has been something that the Clippers have done very well recently, obviously, obviously with Nick Batum. Yeah. Um, We've seen that a change of scenery can be a nice kind of jumpstart for player performance. And now we have two pretty prime candidates for it. Like if Nick Batum was... Probably the best, you know, like kind of a prime candidate for, a, a, you know, uh, a rejuvenation with a change of scenery after what happened I with would, him in Charlotte. I would Bledsoe argue, and Winslow are probably the one and two for this season. I would argue Reggie Jackson as well, though it took a Fair. little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good it point, It took too. a little bit longer because we could of add him to that. the old guard. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> Doc Rivers. Yeah, uh, right. But, you know, you know. Fair. Uh, so now Bledsoe and Winslow are kind of those guys for the Clippers this season. Absolutely, yeah. Where we think good things can happen. Um, just some just some anecdotal stuff right now. Uh, Eric Bledsoe already seems happier than he was in New Orleans, and this is only based on his Instagram activity. He's a social media athlete. He participates in social media. Um, we all know what he did when he was with the Suns. Famously, <laughs> Famously. yeah, left the Suns. Um, but... So he basically deleted, he, when he was in New Orleans, he, de- he deleted all of his posts and now he's been posting a ton, which seems like he's hyped. That's a sign of someone maybe being hyped on a new scenario. Um, I think it's a small thing, but for someone who knows social media well, as we've seen with the I do not want to be here tweets and all that stuff, I think it's a good thing. Also, an anonymous NBA insider, this was a tweet going around over the weekend, said that uh, Bledsoe is a top five point guard in the league, which... I don't think that's true. Was this Connor Bledsoe who said this? <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually am going to put my 10-gallon tinfoil hat on 
and say that this was a Clippers person who was putting this out there to gas blood so up because he looks at social media. And I'll tell you what, I have no problem with it if that's the actual case. Yeah. I'm here for all that. Yeah. Look good, feel good, play good. Absolutely. Read good, whatever. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't know about this anything about this top five point guard in the league. No, stuff. we're not going to pretend. Look, we uh, love the Clippers, we love Eric Bledsoe. We're not going to pretend like that's, you know, that's a difficult argument. That's absurd. Yeah. Uh, it's no, it's quite frankly absurd. Uh, I mean, I would make the We're argument. We're going to do it halfway through the season when he's averaging, you know, 16, 17, and 12. I mean, I've said it on the show already previously, but like to me, Bledsoe is not even the starting point guard for this team. So let's talk about that. How can the coaching staff, like, what do we got to do to maximize Bledsoe's role a la Nick Batum in this upcoming season? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think surrounding him with shooters is obviously going to be the most important um, as he is pretty, like, he's just a non-threat, really, from three. Uh, it's up and down. It's improved from the corners, yeah. for sure. But he's, like, I mean, he's not taking him off the dribble. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, I, I think that's why I like the idea of pairing him in a backcourt with some of the younger guys. Like, I, I think that, like, a, you know, a... A, a three of you know you know like a core off the bench of of Bledsoe, Kennard, and Man, and then whoever you toss oh, you around them like the bench, it, it, and then like maybe you know a Batum or or, or somebody else in there. Batum might get you don't think Man will start, which we're going to talk about next segment. But. I mean, we'll talk about it next segment. Uh, I I think that there's a route to him uh, for him to start for sure. I don't know where it's if it's going to be like where he's best utilized. Oh, um, okay. Fit wise, yeah, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I yeah. like the idea of those three. I feel like they they provide such different skill sets. But in my mind, on paper, <laughs> it is it is coalescing. The shooting is going to be interesting to look at with Bledsoe because last season when Bledsoe made at least four threes, the Pels were seven and three. Obviously, that's not like the biggest reason they won, but it's a night. You know, it shows that when he's hitting threes, he's adding that extra threat. Um, to help the team win. And also only happened 10 times. Only so. happened 10 times. Very fair point. Um, the minutes load is something I'm going to keep an eye on with Bledsoe. He played the most minutes on the Pels last season, and he missed one game the whole season. So this has got to be, like, the biggest argument. Like, I, I know the feelings are pretty mixed and negative on, on this trade for Patrick Beverly. Right. Um, but, I mean... Just this is... I feel like just from an availability standpoint... Got to feel good about that. Yeah. I mean, even if he can't reach the level of Pat Bev's off-ball shooting and he's not quite the defender... Um, yeah. He'll be close-ish. That, that, that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, would you rather have somebody who is, a, you know, a little bit better? I mean, the shooting off-ball is much better. Uh, for Patrick Beverly. Yeah, for Patrick yeah. Beverly. But, like, only, you know, 20 games of it or... It's interesting. It was it was very much it's a, a little trade. difficult for me. It was an availability trade for sure. Um, and so now we can kind of transition talking about Justice. Are Justice and Eric, I guess we're just doing first names today, going to be on the court at the same time? Like, how is this going to look? Because I think both of the... I mean, obviously down Kawhi, there's going to be minutes for Justice Winslow. We got him to fill in for the defensive side of the ball, mostly, I'd assume. But, I mean... So the thing with both of these guys... <laughs> You got to hope one of their shooting is good because if, if it's both not good, the spacing gets a little... Ugh. What's the opposite of a tinfoil hat? Perhaps a lead hat? 
Uh, uh, well, I think wool over the eyes is the opposite of a tinfoil hat. Okay, right? all right. Well, the, the, the my wool I'd take <laughs> is that for every Nick Batum, there's a you know a Rodney Magruder or uh, a Maurice Harkless. Whoa, uh, shots fired at Rodney Magruder, which are guys who like I, I legitimately think like could be optimized at at, at bare minimum rotation level players uh, who the Clippers could not figure out to make positives. Um, Other than the outside shooting, Mo is a positive, but that's a different conversation for a different day. He guarded a bunch of positions. He was great defensively. Yeah, Mo would be great on this team if they had figured out a way to optimize what right. he can do well. Which goes back to the last regime. Um, the old guard. So just, I think my thing with Justice is like fit aside, everything else aside, he needs to be available. Yeah, 100%. 37 games over the last two seasons. Um, got that sat from a great Sabrina Merchant article. Go read all of her work. Um he needs to be available, and I'm excited to see what his passing can do because he's an above-average passer for his position. I read a bu- Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies blog scene is fantastic. Yeah, Clipper scene is great with it too. Memphis has a great one. They had, and all of course, all their blogs write about what he did in Miami because he didn't play very much in Memphis. Yeah. Um, but when Winslow was kind of playing point forward in Miami, things were going like well. Like he can pass the ball. He can pass the ball pretty well. So is he going to be some kind of like him and Bledsoe are going to be the main conduits on that second unit. Like, cause we talk about Kennard needing to take a bigger step. Yeah. But if we have all these guys who can also kind of not run point in the, you know, traditional sense, the traditional sense, if you will, um, there's going to be a lot of passing. So I think that opens up to spacing. Like, really, for justice, I'm looking for availability. We know the defense is going to be there when he's available. And if he can maximize that passing, like, the shooting, I feel like, is going to bounce back. Every article and thing that I kind of read said that he just needs to get back into a rhythm because it's been disrupted so much. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, is, you know, a shooting combo of Kennard and Mann, like, enough to offset Winslow and Bledsoe, like, to get open shots? Oof. That's the question, right? As and to where, as the to center, where there's, like... like even less, yeah. Like. Yeah, as to where, to me, Bledsoe fits in the lineup. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll also talk about Zoo um, later on in this episode. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. If he can provide some solid defense, I think we can weather through the shooting. Um, I, I do think that we have enough scorers on that second unit, um, depending on lineups. Like, there's definitely some things to play with. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, some variation of having like Batum and Luke and man out there. I mean, like you have some different scoring options, you know, Bledsoe can't shoot, but he can eat, you know, he can do other things with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he can he drive. Can Absolutely. Um, he can dish. We know that. And so I, I just feel like, look, we talked about this kind of leading into these trades that like, I thought that the biggest thing the roster needed was to kind of be pared down. Uh, yeah, and I think like getting to 15 and like having these kind of guys, having some more depth at the wing, and then sort of you know just having this one sort of guard um, who can theoretically run with either unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like is a lateral to positive move. Yeah, which is great in the off season where you're kind of running everyone back for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see. There's almost, we're going to talk about this more in the second segment, but there's almost kind of, in my mind, having been starved of Clippers basketball. Yes. We're in the doldrums right now of offseason. There's almost two identities in terms of lineups on this team that can emerge. You can have a second unit that's just defensively going to destroy you. 
and maybe score at an even pace, but like, you know what I mean? Like, and then the the first, the starting lineup just has scoring everywhere. Yeah. Like truly, um, especially if they maybe start surge. So I think there's kind of two identities that can maybe form, which isn't a bad thing. And I think Tyloo can manage it, but we're gonna get into that in the next segment. Uh, but first we have to give a shout out to Sweatblock. Big shout out to Sweatblock. Um, there's, there's, uh, you know, when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, or you're playing basketball and sweating a bunch. Maybe you didn't bring an extra shirt. It's not the most fun. It's not the most fun at all. Um, you may know someone who's dealt with this, and it can be difficult. We know it's not the worst problem in the world, but in the moment, it can feel like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date. Yikes! What a nightmare. Sweating all over your pasta primavera. Not a good look, especially if you're wringing it out from your shirt into that dish. Uh, I'd much rather not worry about it. And that's why people use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. They also have deodorant. They got a whole mess of stuff. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, have your sweet dreams. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. No more pitting out. No more picking your shirts based on which will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. It's a good time. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com when you use promo code LOCKEDON. 20% off online, or you can go to Amazon and CVS. But if you go online to sweatblock.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you get it for 20% off. And now that you are going to be cool under pressure, where can you raise that pressure a little bit, Will? If you got a cool head, it's time to put some money down on bets. Oh, yeah. You got to check out betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked on. All right. Now we're kind of just talking more what in the same in the first. Like just some starting lineup speculation. Yeah. Um, I will say maybe. Got the specs on. Got the specs on. Got the binos we're, out. We're, we're speculating. Yes. We're speculating, <laughs> respectfully. Um, so there's been some posts. Should we start with the zoo and surge thing or should we start with the Terrence thing? Oh. Let's start, let's start with Terrence. Okay. So there's been some posts of Reggie, Terrence, and PG working out together. Um, though a couple of them were like on a photo dump on the Clippers Instagram, which is fantastic. Go follow it if you're not. Um, is this an indication that Terrence is in the starting lineup? Fans want it. I also think I want it because I think you need to add some, I know Terrence like can shoot well sometimes, but I'm not, I'm not ready to call him a consistent three point shooter yet. Yeah, that's fair. He shot what 40. 41, almost 42% on only like 1.4 attempts. Yeah. So, but we know that he's a slasher. He can get to the basket. He's a plus, he's a good defender. Like he can obviously put up in volume when he has to. Shout out 39 points. Um, Is that an indication that Terrence is in the starting lineup? Like that these three are together or am I reading too far? Am I just off season drained? Clippers cap off for a second. (laughs) Look, Look into the windows or the bellows of your soul. Right. Is Terrence Mann a starting three on a 
playoff team in the Western Conference? I think down Kawhi or just in general? Just in general. Just in general? Like what? Man. So, and yes. Not to, not to be rude. Uh, You're not being rude. It's a very fair question. If you look at uh, starting lineups. My answer is still yes, though. Starting lineups in the Western Conference. What team would be improved by replacing their starting three with Terrence Mann? In the top eight? Like if we wasn't finishing the... Um, who's the Warriors three? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but I think that's a hard question because there's a team fit issue, right? Oh, 100%, like, 100%. I like that like, Terrence can get to the rim. Yeah. And he's good in transition, which the Clippers are two things not very good at. Yeah. These last couple of seasons. Absolutely. It's a, it is a fair question, though. But without Kawhi, like what's what's your starting five? No Terrence Mann. Starting five, no Terrence. As Mann. of August twenty second, five twenty p.m. What if you go wild? Go wild for a second, and you you get you get Luke out there. You know? Okay, wait. <laughs> well, well, Luke is on the second unit. He has to be. Oh, he has to be. So, no, no, who's I, the second unit? So, like, let's just, well, like, let's, like, so, se- like, first unit without Terrence. You got Reggie. Yeah. You got Mook. You got, let's call it. PG. Well, for sure, PG. And then let's call it Surge and or Zoo, which we're going to talk about in, like, two minutes. But those two shouldn't play together. But no, I'm saying, or, sorry, Surge or Zoo. Um, yeah. So, who's, are you putting Justice out there? I would put Batum. You would put Batum. See, that's such a good starting unit. Yeah. But then that second unit, there's no, sh- like, that shot, the shooting, like, I think you Terrence need. Terrence Mann. I, Luke Kennard. I think, okay. Kennard makes, makes sense. I don't know how many threes a game Terrence is going to take. He's not a shooter. And he shouldn't be a shooter. He shot 42%. I'm like 1.4 attempts a game, but yeah. his bread and butter is getting to the rim. Yes, no, absolutely. Hitting crazy. Th- absolutely. Um, I just get worried. And like, this is kind of what I was talking about with like that identity with that second unit, right? Like Ty Lue's staggering is going to be something to really monitor this season mm-hmm. with everybody. Not, I think people think when they hear staggering, they think only with the stars. No, no, no. Like this is going to be an egalitarian effort from the Clippers. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be a completely different approach. I mean, we talked about process so much this year and, I mean, while there's some more clarity in, in some regards, especially like now that we know fits better of, of some of the players from last year, right? Um, there's just as many question marks with, you know, missing one of your main starters for so many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do think that it's going to require a little bit different of an approach because you now don't have two all-star players that you just have the luxury of being able to, you know, Yeah, like, all right, Kawhi sitting, Paul George, do your thing, Paul George sit. Oh, now we're both, yeah, now, yeah, that's for sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a different approach. I, you know, I could see Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. Like, I I, I wasn't trying to get down on him at the the start of this. I I was just, you know, just raising the question. Um, It's a fair question because if he starts, that puts a lot of pressure on him. It puts a lot of pressure you know on him. I think he can handle it, but to go from a guy who before last season started, there like because of the way Doc used him, it was like, what is his fit? We don't 100% know. And now, after the year he had in terms of development, he's not afraid to shoot the ball. He's not afraid of the moment, as we all saw. 39 points against Utah. I'm never going to let that moment die. I don't think anyone will either. But now, when you're in the starting lineup, and it's like everyone's healthy at your position for the most part, except for Kawhi, like... 
you're you're the starter. Like, well, that's I mean, a big. That's big. Assuming that you know we do have um, Surge and Zoo both at full health, which we'll talk about just briefly here in a second. Yeah, I think that you bring up a really interesting point, which is you know keeping versatility on the second unit. Mm-hmm. I do think that you are correct and that there's more versatility in in the second unit, like all things considered, if Terrence Mann is in the starting lineup. You can keep Batum on that second unit, which is a dagger in the boot to any- to Oh, any, like, yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's a dagger in the boot to, to yeah. any second unit. I mean, he can play defense well. He can swap in with the starters. Yep. Uh, he, he can had, level things out like he did last season when it, things were going real wacky. and be like, all right, Nick, please help us out. Like, yeah, yeah. I just hope that like in that role, the overlap doesn't get too large because, you know, once again, I, I think that we do need to manage his minutes. Um, For sure. Even though he had great health and availability last year, um, you know, we're not going to get into too much what happened in the playoffs with those minutes, but uh, I, I do think that that's going to be important. But defensively, him, Winslow, and Bledsoe—that's what on I mean. Second unit that's is that's pretty wild, and you yeah. still—I mean, that's like you, that identity I was talking about. That's that s- second big three where it's like, so I mean, good luck. You're going to work real hard to score as a second unit against that defense, and you still have some options for shooting. So I, I, I got the Nard dog, of course. I'm coming around to this Terrence man. This Terrence Mann idea. It's going to be interesting. And you mentioned kind of like the health of Nick Batum, which has to do with him playing the five. Hopefully not a bunch during the regular season because we know it works. When Zoo and Serge are healthy. Who will be playing the five? Right. When Serge and Zoo are healthy, who do you want starting? Um, I mean, assuming that both are at 100%, I guess I'm pretty open to the idea of sticking with Zoo. Um, I think it's got to be Zoo. I think this. I think the spacing surge helps out a bit, like on that second unit. Like yeah, with both just straight one versus out there. two. Yeah, yeah, like I think that helps. And like injury wise, if it's the same injury that Steph had, um, which was an MCL sprain, I think it was like 2016. He like quote unquote should maybe be good to go for the start of the season. So that's good. But like we don't know about surge's availability. He's been knocking out these who's hungry episodes, which seems good. But I. I agree. I think it's I think it's Zoo because I just it helps the second unit a little more. They get more spacing. The defense on the first unit's still elite. Yeah, and like I don't know. I guess I had some qualms with some of the ways we were using Surge in the starting line. A lot of like, shots around the rim, which was like this isn't necessarily, and they weren't going well. Yeah, it wasn't a strong <laughs> point. I didn't necessarily love when we would like try to get him a field goal attempt, like sort of right out the gate. You didn't or, love the surge or, first field goal attempt? Yeah, or like <laughs> earlier in possessions. Like, I mean, the man can shoot. And like, once again, I'm, I'm not trying to get down on him because I do think that he could have been, I, I do think that he could have been an enormous X factor he been available in the playoffs. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tantalized with this idea of him on the second unit. And it's I, a good. It, may, it really changes the whole identity of the second unit if he's out there. And, and if Zoo is at 100, percent you know, like once again, young body, younger legs. His values maximized along <laughs> PG and Mook let and him, like Reggie. Let like, him take on the the rigors of like defending the five. Yeah. Throughout a and let's get a, let's season. get a PG and Zoo pick and roll. We all love the Kawhi and Zoo connection. Imagine if Kawhi, if uh, PG and Zoo get a nice little connection next year with the pick and roll. Yeah. Not that they don't have it now. But Zoo like, learns to finish. I mean, that's a discussion for a different Bob, but I totally agree. Um, coming up, we're gonna be talking more Zoo. And third center. It's not a whole bunch about third centers because we don't know about that yet. But uh, first, we got to talk about Built Bar. 
Oh, love it. Love, who doesn't love a Bilt Bar? Um, or excuse me, I'm talking about Rock Auto. I'm so sorry. You got Bilt Bar on the brain. I got Bilt Bar on the brain. Uh, shout out, uh, shout out Bilt Bar. Also shout out Rock Auto. Uh, with the ever increasing number of makes and models of vehicles, it's borderline impossible for your local chain auto parts store to store all the parts that you need. Uh, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Why is your car that color? That's a stupid color. Oh, I'm intimidated. Yeah, why is that your key ring? Why didn't you get this one? Uh, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why would you spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? The Honda Odyssey fuel pump, if you're a Honda Odyssey driver and a Clippers fan, you're probably a pretty smart person. Uh, the fuel pump is 353 bucks from a chain store. Rock Auto, 216 Cool. You kidding me? That's some clean savings. What a day. That's some good savings. Uh, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, and they're how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Add a little fun note, too. Might be a good time. Um, amazing selection. Reliably low prices. Make sure, again, to put locked on there. How did you hear out about us box so they know we sent you. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Okay, so we're back, and we're, we got shavings. We got a love merry quarantine for you. Kicking things off. But first... We talk about it every day. Every day until it gets figured out. It's third center watch. We're watching. We're watching, and I'll tell you what we're seeing. Not a lot. A whole bunch of nothing. Um, I don't know. That's kind of the update, right? Like, there hasn't been any other workout. Hartenstein was the last worked out we heard about that the Clippers were actually there for. Yeah. It's got to be Isaiah at this point. Yeah, still no news on... Uh, He's young. ...on Patterson like... or Cousins, so... Don't really fully know what's going on there. I mean, they gotta have does confidence. This give you, does this give you confidence that yep. Serge and Zoo are going to be available early? I was just going to say, I don't know if it gives me personally confidence, but I think the front office has confidence that they'll be available, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, totally. And if not, opening night, I guess within a reasonable timeline for both of them. Yes. One will be available opening night, reasonable timeline. For reasonable timeline for the other one. I totally agree. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, but we hope it happens soon. I hope it's Hartenstein at this point. Um, he's 23, good passer. Why not? It seems like the kind of player the Clippers would take a flyer on. Um, speaking of current centers who are actually on the team, Avica Zubats got married Whoa! over the weekend. Way to go, buddy. Way to go, Zoo. Congratulations to Big Zoo and his wife, Christina. Andrew Greif reported that there was a contingent of Clippers players in Croatia. Okay. Do you think they flew private? Yeah. I don't know. That's an expensive private flight. Yeah. They um, shout out to Zoo. We hope it's, I hope everyone had a good on time. S- on Stevie Bomber's dime. <laughs> yeah. Steven was like, just take the plane, Zoo. Um, so that brings us to our Love Mary Quarantine. We hope a happy future for Avica and Christina. We're talking wedding gifts for Avica Zubots. Love it. What a good time. Um, first option, this is Love Mary Quarantine. We do this every Friday. Sometimes it's a Monday. It's the off season. Things are crazy. We rank something as you would say, arbitrarily related to the Clippers. Arbitrarily. Despite it involving the Clippers player every time. Uh, we're loving it, we're marrying it, or we're getting away from us, which yeah. I wish still wasn't relevant, but we still quarantine, still relevant. Um, first option, and this is a classic. If you've listened to the show for multiple seasons, you know we love this one. Uh, first wedding gift for Avica Zubots to choose to love Mary Quarantine. Wine in a box for Avica Zubots. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. It's a box of wine. It's got a classic 
kind of Napa style label with Avica Zubat's face on it. Yeah. It's it's just a good time. Maybe the little uh the draft pourer comes out of his mouth. Yep. That's look, every <laughs> idea works for a wine box of Avica Zubats. What else we got on here? Uh we got a batch of Luke party. Oh Canard so, definitely was probably there. That's yeah. his vibe. So Luke Canard uh maybe also runs a side hustle as a very specific kind of event planner. Okay. Uh the catch is the bachelor party, the bachelor Luke party, mm-hmm. is only wholesome things Luke Kennard likes doing. Oh, that's a good time. <laughs> Making hot dogs. You're having, what's the thing that Hannah likes that you hate? A cheese wheel? Yeah, cheese wheel. You're eating maybe some hot dish. I don't know if they have that in Ohio, but hot, I think it's the Minnesota thing. But stuff like that. That makes sense. Some yeah. Good old-fashioned wholesome fun. Yeah. Hide and seek. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Big glasses of milk. <laughs> right. Uh, another option. <laughs> he loves Star Wars. Um, so Kawhi gets him a full-size Chewie costume, which this actually works because Zoo is the same height as the actors who've played Chewbacca. So it would fit. It's not a fit issue. That dude was seven feet tall? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so it's not a fit issue. So it fits. So put it on, Zoo. Yeah. Um, what's the other Dude option? was worn with the wrong stars, yes. you ask me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, what's the other option? Uh, tour on the bayou with Ty Lu. This is a good time. Uh, which is Ty Lu just offers to take the newlywed couple on a just a classic swamp tour on his fan boat. That's a good one. Fan boat weirdly has a uh, a long running mention on this show. It's also a thing of like maybe you don't really want to go, but uh, Ty Lu. <laughs> but Ty Lu gave you the gift. Yeah, and Ty Lu. Keeps- it's like a gift certificate where it's like this this coupon is good for one free <laughs> fan boat. on the bayou with Ty Lu. He's like, I mean, you don't have to get on the boat, but. Might affect your yeah. playing time. <laughs> Zoo's like, I've been through this before. I need to. Um, all right. So I'm I'm loving uh, Tour on the Bayou with Tyler. <laughs> because I love that it's just this idea. It's just Ty, Christina, and Zoo. And he's just pointing stuff out on the bayou. Like, I don't even know. Is Tyler even from the... He's not from the bayou, I don't think. Uh, Nobody loves fan He's boats. just an aficionado of fan boats. All right. So I'm loving that one. I'm marrying wine in the box for Avita Zubats. Because this classic. is this is just a good idea. That's a classic. I'm pro good idea, and I'm gonna quarantine none of these because I think all of these they build team camaraderie. I think Kawhi giving him the Chewy costume is great because I think it happens in a team meeting, and then he asks Zoo to put it on, and then he reiterates that it's not a fit issue, <laughs> that it will fit. Um, I think these are all great ideas. What are you going with? Uh, I'm loving Bachelor Luke party. That's a fun time. <laughs> just the idea of Luke Kennard like. Putting together a... He's wearing a fedora with, like, weird cigars. <laughs> yeah, like, like, a very fun bachelor yeah. party. Like, you go for a tour of the Duke campus or something. Ty Lue was born in Mexico, Missouri. Okay. So, adjacent-ish. Has a fan boat. Knows someone with a fan boat for sure. <laughs> all right, so, all right, continue, sorry. I, I got a co-marry uh, tour on the Bayou with Ty Lue and wine in a box for Avica Zubats. It's a bit that does not get old. It will never. And I wish he was still on the team. Uh, Landry Shaman's Laundry Jam, another classic. Yeah. So are you quarantining any of these? No, I'm not going to quarantine anything because... It's a wedding. We we do know Zoo loves his Star Wars stuff. He does. Plays in Star Wars Adidas multiple times a year. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a good time. Um, hope everyone had fun over in Croatia. Hope everyone was safe. I'm sure they were. Um... That about wraps it up. Wednesday's episode, we're doing Mailbag Wednesday. So look out for that prompt on Twitter. You got a couple days to think about your questions. You do. Um, We're going to talk about what uh, we think the Clippers will be better at next season compared to last season. It's going to be interesting. Maybe it's nothing. No, it will be something. 
Uh, and then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. We got a five-star review recently uh, from our guy, Rudy. Hey, uh, shout Rouse out, Rudy. 49ers. Rudy, we appreciate you so much. Will, if other listeners were as down and as chill and wonderful as Rudy, where could they leave us a five-star review? Or a four-star review. You, Any star review, it doesn't matter. You can leave us uh, a review at here. iTunes or the podcast app. Uh, it is a bummer that that's like really the only place where this network counts our reviews. But hey. Any network. Yeah. Uh, that's where you can review us. You can also listen to us, though, at either one of those places or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Amazon Music. You can always tell your, your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Uh, it works fabulously. Uh, you know, we're we're on an off-season schedule now, so we're only coming at you Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as news pops up, we will come at you. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you so much. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.